Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is episode 78 of Stacked Over Politics. Yes, you heard that correctly, 78. These episodes are flying, man. Next thing you know, we'll be at 100 and then 200 and 300. So the journey is just getting started with you guys. As you guys know, I'm stepping in for Sean Hochul once again, doing my absolute best to be the man behind the screen and make sure everything's ready to go when it's needed. So I am joined by our guys, Jay Valentati and Gary Singh. So Gary, I'm swinging to you first. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. Just came in from work right here on on time on target. Try to be as best as I can always, but shit's Friday. Let's see what's popping. Let's, let's talk some hoops, man. A lot of shit happening. Sir, Toddy, how you doing today, man? Feeling great. We just hit a prize pick. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and tell the people what you did, what was on it. Um, so I was actually going back and forth with little brother Frank. Shout out to brother Frank. He's on a freaking hot streak since the last time we've spoken. Um since I, you know, threw him in the deep end for uh, divisional round Sunday, he's been going off on his own, doing a, doing his own thing. So he's inspired me to w- want to hit one of these. So we did Luka Doncic points. Oh, I don't know. He had 73 points tonight. We had Trey Young, who was fresh off of a concussion. So I was like, oh, Trey's back tonight. So his points are probably going to be lower than usual. They only wanted him to have 23. He had 30 ball. Pascal Siakam, who's just getting into the swing of things. Um, I think he had more than that. I think he had like 30. Yeah, he had like 30-something. Um, and then we had um, we had Devin Booker, and he had 65. So, I mean, those two guys, Luka and Devin Booker hit in – Devin hit in the first quarter. Luka hit in the first half. So, um, yeah, very feeling pretty good. We got a hotline at the end of the show, by the way. So, stay tuned for that. And um, – yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff happening in the NBA world. And then out free money, and you know I'm doing great. This week has been pretty stressful for me at work, so I'm happy to get on here with the guys. And you know, like Gary said, just chat some hoops, man. On this episode, we will be covering the Doc Rivers now hiring. We will talk about Joel Embiid and the other high scores from the week, and then we'll get into the Terry Rozier trade to the Miami Heat. So, Toddy, I'm going to swing it to you first. What you, What do you have for us this week for your This Week in the NBA? 
Devin Booker. <laughs> I mean, Devin Booker has been on a freaking tear. It's really Devin and Luca kind of, because, I mean, Luca just had 73 tonight. So he's kind of the my addition to tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, tonight was kind of the night it would be best for him to have 73 because, one, the Atlanta Hawks, what is defense to them? If you looked up defense in the dictionary for the Atlanta Hawks, wouldn't be able to find it because they're giving up 130, 140 a night on an easy basis. And Luka Doncic can get you. Like, I've seen him have, like, 25 in a quarter, 26 in a quarter. But um, for him to have, have damn near 40 at half was pretty insane. And then we have our guy, Devin Armani Booker, who I believe if he wouldn't have gotten hurt for the rest of the for like the beginning of the season would probably be a starter, all-star starter. Yes. I said that Kevin. Um, I think he's the best two guard in the league. I've said that on this podcast several times. He had a 54 piece earlier in the week and tonight he had what 65. I mean, what, what more do you, you want this guy to do? I think he's the best, one of the best scorers in the league or 62. Sorry about that. I, I gave him three, three points extra, but, um, He's he only shot he shot what 13 free throws he 22 of 37 from uh, the field and six of 12 from three um really can they did end up losing um then they kind of got a I think with these bigger games when guys are um you know when they have these big games like when we saw cat um trying to go for however many he was trying to go for the game kind of gets away from you a little bit so you kind of deviate deviate away from the game plan and you know not really trying to play winning basketball but just trying to get as much points as you as you can possible i feel like that's kind of what happened to phoenix tonight um kd went two or four from three only he had 16 shots which is kind of odd um bradley bill didn't really have a great night so i feel like with those two guys could have got a little bit more involved at the end of the game but um yeah, the Devin Booker and freaking Luka Doncic are just two of the best top five, top ten, ten players in the league. So it's just you. It's just an, what we've been seeing throughout this whole entire week has just been unprecedented. Like you, Cat sixty, Embiid seventy, which we'll get into a little bit later. You got Book dropping fifty. He just had sixty tonight. And Luka just had 73. Like, I don't think we've ever seen this, like, a week like this in the NBA, like, ever. So that's my This Week in the NBA. Yeah, man, this week has been a lot of a lot of big, big numbers. I'm interested to see what Gary <coughs> Baker this week in the NBA. So, Gary, what do you have for us for your This Week in the NBA? Great minds thinking like Vaughn just said everything I was going to say. I'm not going to – I was like, but that – I just added a little cherry on top. I didn't even see today's scores going in. Man, Book and Luka Doncic going crazy. I think, Von, you mentioned, I think the one thing I just wanted to emphasize, this is like, I was just going down the list counting, like, all right, how many people are averaging over 25? And there's at least uh, 17 players averaging 25 at least. And it stops at Kyrie. And that's not even including LeBron and AD, who can easily, who are right there at 24, some 24.9, 24.8, who can easily get 25, 30 at night as well if they, you know, if they push the limit too. So, like you mentioned, Von, like, it's, I don't know if it's bad defense. I know sometimes we running back plays, been horrible defense, or is it just like 
like you mentioned, like it's not like you're taking 50 shots. Like they're playing within the flow. They're playing, uh, especially in some of these cases, majority of these cases, even though, you know, you can look at cast performance and <clears throat> they mentioned even as well, like the kind of force feeding them and stuff like that. But most of these cases just got the hot hand and making the right reads, right, right play, especially when you see Devin Booker and Luca play. Those guys, you know, they take some tough shots and they make those tough shots and you see them going like that. It's like, Crazy, like 70 points. Like you would hear this 70 points like once every like couple of years. I think you're like really since Kobe or anything like that. I didn't really hear 70 points since then. Like last year, I think Devin Booker, I think what touched 60 like a couple like five, six years ago. Is like you know, it's like a young buck in this league coming up. And after that, like now you're seeing you know, 70, 50 every other week. You know, it's, it's really ridiculous. And it's like props to the talent and the credit to these guys putting, you know, these guys are putting a lot of work and really locked in. It just shows it's really shown throughout the league. So the talent's at apex, and that's what's supposed to happen in like life. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, you know, trying to like, oh, they're not playing no defense, but then day you got to realize everyone's getting better, athletes are getting better, skill sets are getting better, everything's getting better every single year in this game. So, you know, everything else that's just it's just gonna has, has keep going trending up and at some point, you know, it's gonna the defense hopefully is gonna catch up to, I guess, in a way too. But I don't really want to not like point the negative here and look at the defense. Oh, look how he's getting cooked. Like some shots, bro, they're just like you seen our guy Keegan Murray last night guard, you know, uh Curry, like he's making Curry's missing a couple shots, but I'm not gonna lie, he's like they're like good shots that Curry's gonna take. You wanna take those if Curry practice those all day a week, seven days a week, he practice those type of shots coming off pin downs and screens and all that. You know, that's what he does. So and he's barely missing. So credit to you can I don't know if that's a big, you know, that looked as that was looking as good defense last night. But realistically, if Curry drops about five of those threes, everyone's getting on Keegan saying he had bad defense and he's right there. You know what I'm saying? The same contest. So it's just crazy. You gotta get props to these guys, man. They putting in the work that's really showing on paper. Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy to think when you, you – I saw a list of active players that have had the career highs, and it's Damian Lillard, 71, Donovan Mitchell, 71, De- uh, Joel Embiid, 70, Devin Booker, 70, Giannis, 64, Carl Anthony Towns, 62, Steph with 62, James and LeBron with 61 points. It, it's crazy you to see, like, man, they, scoring in bunches, to say the least. But for my this week in the NBA – Toddy's going to hate this, you guys, because with audio-only listeners, you're going to miss out. But Brandon fucking Miller, that dude is a dog. I told you and Sean, even Stevie Wonder can see it. This week, these last five games, 24 points, seven rebounds, three assists, shooting 57% from the field and 45% from three. He is coming out here and absolutely showing out why he was the deserving of the number two pick. We've seen Scoot Henderson struggle, so I think there is no more debate on if the number two pick should have been either Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. But he's coming in and playing his game. We all know about the Terry Rozier trade, so there's going to be a lot more opportunity for him. So for him to kind of step into that role and really play well just goes to show that, you know, Michael Jordan didn't make this pick. He, he saw the, the pitch with the Michael Kidd, Gil Chris, and the, the bad pick after bad pick. So this is showing that, you know, they're really committed to the young guys. They're going to let LaMelo and Brandon uh, Miller cook in. For the audio only listeners, Tiny is holding back a smirk. Holding back a smirk because he's like, damn it, Kevin was right again. Brandon Miller can go. He can. And I said, you know, average 18-6, 24-7. I mean, don't say I'm a madman genius, but take it what you want. But he had five points tonight. He five. had five. We had four fouls in the third quarter, bro. What are you gonna do? Him and LaMelo both had four fouls in the third quarter. So 
five points. Think of the grand rise, but five points. Another guy I have to talk about: the Ohio State University. All you hear is D'Angelo Russell getting traded here. D'Angelo Russell getting traded here. Last three games: twenty-six points, six assists. 53% from the field. They Dilla, call him on Twitter, trade line Dilla. So when his name to the mentions, he's like, all right, it's time, it's time to get that Brooklyn All-Star Mo back. So he's he's doing really good, and I'm happy to see it. I'm, I'm a huge Dilla fan. I have the jersey in the color. I meant to put it on, but I was dealing with blue, and I, I totally forgot about it. But much love to DeAndre Russell. So, what if he still gets traded? <laughs> bro, so he can't. He can't, bro. He has to stay in LA. It's the it's the perfect place, the perfect guard to play with LeBron. So yeah, I, I thought really you wanted to trade him. I want to stay. You want him to stay now, or you I always want him to stay? I want him to stay. Okay, I make sure. I, I'm, I was somebody else down here. Okay, I'm confused. I'm like, hold Kevin, on. I thought you were trying to ship him. She came out a couple weeks ago. I said, ship the ship that out of here. Like in the Western Conference Finals, when D'Lo was still getting them shots up. After yeah, he can't first. <laughs> no, I say keep him too. I've been, I've been thinking he slept on. I think I mean, another guy. Like, play. what are you gonna get that's better? Exactly. Unless you want to get a different I mean, type no of scoring. No one really believes in Zach Levine, but I mean, if you're gonna get a, I was gonna I was just bring that up. Young, Unless you want then... different type of scoring. Dejounte. Fuck no. Dejounte can't. That's the same thing, though. And it's like, no, it's I mean, not. It's not the same thing. But he's a slasher. He's a slasher, and he's taking to the two. You think the Shanti's better than D'Lo? I think it's. it's I think not, it's pretty yeah, like neck and neck. That's a good. That's a good. Oh well, I don't know if it's like I just don't think it's gonna help them any which are like you know he's gonna help the he's gonna help LeBron a little bit. But we've seen D'Lo as the number one option. We really haven't seen Dejounte Murray as a number one option. Spurs, D'Lo as the number one option and an All Star. Yeah, oh, Spurs. Dejounte Murray made it. He was an alternate. Whoop de whoop. D'Angelo Russell you made it. They don't whoop you, boo him. D'Angelo Russell made the official cut. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it still says All Star. There's no asterisk, but it's to the NBA yeah, world. I, it's a lot I, different I, when you make the first cut. I don't think it's as insane as you're making it sound like it is, Kevin. Bro, <laughs> I don't think it's an upgrade for the Lakers for a point guard. I think they need to get another like, like you said, he's a better shooter. So yeah, they're gonna keep Bilo. I feel like they should keep Bilo. It just makes more sense, you know. It just be he's a better shooter. You always need better shooters for, for LeBron. So with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just think maybe I could see Murray having a higher clip in scoring with LeBron. Maybe. Just because... You know, I don't, I, they always talk about that relationship they've been having and stuff like that since he's been in the league. So I thought maybe, you know, he can unlock something. So, well, I don't know. But, like, I kind of move on. I don't know if it's a big update. Big I'm change. terrified of Murray being Russell Westbrook, Lakers fit, fit point, 2.0. You nah, really that's not that's, that's, that's a game. I mean, he's coming. I mean, because what he's not going to be able to handle the ball. LeBron and AD. Are, so money. we're going to have he's off the ball. Are we? What have we really seen DeJounte Murray do off the ball? That's Mr. If it's a Mr. Trey, Trey. Trey and Donovan Mitchell, then by all means, D'Lo, pack your bags. But if it's a DeJounte, Murray, a Hold couple on. defenders. Murray's playing off the ball right now, though, kid. With, with, exactly. Uh, he's not really doing nothing crazy, but he's been going crazy the last four games because who's been out? 
Trey Young. Yeah. So he's a, he's a dominant ball handler. We've seen it from Washington to San Antonio to now Atlanta. He's a, that's it. At the number two, he hasn't really been doing well. That's why he's on the trade market. If he was such a good off-the-ball guy, why would they get rid of him? I think he's a good player. He's a good fit. So I don't think the fit. I like, I don't think I agree with you. The fit wouldn't be perfect. I don't think there's no upgrade though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think but, it's much of an upgrade. But if you're going out for a big time third star, by all means, D'Lo. I'm sorry, brother, but if you're on the Cleveland or uh, Atlanta, but Dejounte Murray for D'Lo, I think is insane. So, Real quick, since you're trying to help the Lakers, they miles. I'm telling they miles is instead of Zach Levine, we miles was help get DeRozan and uh, Caruso. Caruso. I see that one. That will upgrade the big time. Because at some point, the Lakers have to say, No, for D-Lo. You wouldn't do that for D-Lo? For those two? You have to keep youth. You can Man, trade Cam, all sorry, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. You can, you can trade LeBron all these guys. LeBron ain't got youth left, Le- bro. You can trade all these before. guys, and LeBron still walk. He has a player option. Nah, so you can make all these moves, and LeBron can still walk. And now you're stuck with a 38-year-old, the DeRozan, LeBron's walk. I mean, are you 100% sure that he's staying? Demar ain't 38. LeBron ain't leaving L.A., bro. Come on now, kid. We know his knees. He love it out there. He ain't leaving. Demar's still a hooper. He better yeah, no, LeBron. You think LeBron's leaving next year? Bro, they have to make another WCF. Yeah. There is no second round, first round, LeBron come back. Like how you say, he's taking off the jersey like he did in my in Cleveland. And that's the last time we're going to see him in a jersey. Yeah. So I've been talking a lot with my homeboys about this. And either if I don't want to see LeBron ring chase, but I want to see him have a chance. So he doesn't have to go to a top contender, but he has to go somewhere he has a chance. And yes, Anthony Davis has been healthy. So I get it. Now there's a lot of hype, but you have your best two players healthy and you guys are still, I don't have the rankings in front of me, but they're not, they're probably in the playing seat right now. So it's not like, they're doing a lot. They they invested in Gabe Vincent, and Gabe Vincent really isn't that. And everyone says you don't want somebody after they leave Miami because if they let, if they can't work in Miami, there's a problem. They're not. They're not. So, Kev, I agree with you. I'd want him to leave. I a couple years ago, I want him to. I want him to go team with Seventy Sixers. You know, as a fan, I you know go to you know let LeBron like I get more stabs at the chance at the ring. But I, agree, I was Lakers gonna. But. I was going to say, Kev, realistically, if we just look at LeBron, where he's at in his career, he's in the last stage, and he knows it too. Like, I don't think he's leaving. Like, I know Sean's getting us for talking Lakers right now. Los Angeles. But, man, I just don't think he's leaving. Like, I just don't think he's leaving. I think he's, like, son's chilling in USC. You want to go see his games. Other son's going to be in L.A., family life. Like, it's not young LeBron. That's why the only reason why I think he wouldn't leave is because. That's a a big reason. Hey, man. Wherever Bronny goes, you're, you're, you're there's a 35% chance LeBron James Sr. Yeah, okay, that's why. Door. But most likely, Bronny's not going to a good team, I don't think. I doubt even they if LeBron leaves, like, his family would leave. Oh, no. His family's going to stay in L.A. That, yeah. that stage of them following. And you think over. LeBron's leaving his family? How much he talks about his family at this stage? How much he probably already sacrificed for his family? I don't think he's going to try to leave his last couple of years. He's probably like, you know, we're going to try to, like, that's why he's trying I mean, to convince the Lakers. Sell the shit. He almost retired last year, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want him to go out of the All right. I want him to. I want him to make it back. And at least I, know, I do too. have a chance for five. I do too, but I just think they're gonna have to make it happen in LA. I think I have to make it happen in LA. So, okay, what has to happen for the Lakers to make it to the finals in Europe? This year? 
this year. They can. I still believe in the team to have a little bit. They need to make at least one more offensive weapon. I think we all can see that. Like they need a little bit less pressure on AD and LeBron. <laughs> and I think they can do that. I know they got swept by the Nuggets. Well, look, and those are the champions. So that's the marker I'm leaving them at. Uh, I also think that every team in the West made a move. So they're going to have to make a move, too, to get better So and being swept. But the way they got swept was in closed games. Do I feel like they're really far off like they seem like right now? No, Kev. I feel like they're pretty close uh, more than people think. I feel like they show that in spurts. They just can't show it for a full season to just do the team they have. And one more spark would be great. Like I mentioned earlier, DeRozan, Crusoe, Levine, anything from the Bulls. Um uh, that was the main guy. I think if they do want to get a score, they might. If they want to add a score, it'd be best if they can get a wing and keep D'Lo. That'd be the best scenario. Keep D'Lo at a score, but that's for sure one of the things that they're gonna need. They they all this is another three and D guy. We all know the formula: LeBron, shooter and a defensive guy. And at this stage, probably a little bit of a ball handler, which thank God DeAndre Russell's been helping out with. You know, to take the pressure off LeBron. It's way easier. For LeBron to come out in spurts than to control the whole game, like you know when he's when he was in his prime. You know, not saying he's not in his prime, he's in the tail end of his prime. I think he would agree with that too. So, I feel like there's still pieces of way. I feel like the way that people have been talking about him, I feel like they're like down and out. But I just feel like they probably used a lot of energy in that tournament, and now they're trying to uh, trying to get momentum back and get in that same rhythm. You know, I'm not gonna lie, this trade deadline stuff for, for two weeks. When your names and literally Lakers are in every remember y'all think I sent it in the group chat on IG group chat. I seen like the carousel. Literally, the Lakers are in every player. Like, every pitcher's a player. Lego the teams that are are included. Lakers, Lakers, Lakers for every player. So you know it's it, it's a mental game, man. I for sure think it's probably taking a little toll on a couple of players. And you know you gotta be professional, come to work every day. So these last two three weeks, if you're in the trade market, I don't really kind of judge you too much on that performance because I feel like it's a lot of whirlwind, especially you being a Laker. But in about a few weeks, when everyone calms down again, you see what their teams are. I think LeBron's go back in the kitchen like he always does, and you just give me the dance, just get him in the but dance yeah. like last year. Hashtag trade Austin Rivers, in my opinion. But I mean, Austin <laughs> Reeves, excuse me, Austin Reeves. So, Toddy, I'm going to swing it to you first. What were your initial reactions to Terry Rozier getting traded to the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry and a 2027 first round draft? Kyle Lowry was for a first round pick. <laughs> um, I think Terry Rozier is what the Heat need. Um, he's averaging north of twenty four points a game. I think it's um, it's very doable for what they need in the playoffs. They need a little bit more scoring, um, and I feel like Terry Rozier is that guy. He's proven um, a few times in the playoffs um, with his run in Boston, his uh, deep playoff run in Boston. That is, and I think that's kind of what Miami needs now. Um, things can get a little bit stagnant for Miami um, when it's uh, when it's usually just Jimmy Butler that's very ball dominant. I'm thinking just more of just playoffs because the Miami Heat aren't really a team that really get up for the regular season. They kind of coast through the regular season. When the playoffs come, they usually ratchet things up. Um, so with the with having you know still having Tyler Hero and having Terry Rozier, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, that's kind of what your core is going to look like going into the playoffs. And I think. Um, when the game starts to slow down and they play a little bit more half court, um, Terry Rozier is going to be that extra added piece for them that can, you know, create for himself. And um, I think just going into it or going into the playoffs, they'll be one of those teams that's like six, seven, eight that a bunch of people aren't going to want to play. And 
Hey, you know, right now, Terry Rozier, um, in the, I think he's played two games, hasn't really looked too well. Um, just trying to get um, accustomed to what the Heat culture is. And um, basically a bunch of people said that Miami is like the, the, <laughs> the Patriots of the NBA, if that makes sense. Um, everybody's, you know, there's, there's the Heat guys, the Pat Riley guy that everyone looks for. And that whole Heat culture is just different from the rest of the NBA. So um, Rozier, I think, will thrive in playing under Eric Spolcher's system. And um, hasn't looked too great in the first couple of games. But we know that, you know, once a player gets traded to a new team, he just needs a couple of games to kind of get his feet under him and get acclimated to the new system. And I think Terry Rozier will do just that in Miami. All right, Gary. What were your initial thoughts seeing that Terry Rozier is moving on? Probably the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I think it's a great move. Like uh, Vaughn mentioned, Terry Rozier is a certified bucket getter. Simple as that. You know, he came to sack and uh, did a number on us. You, yeah, his likes. He's been a lot of teams. You know, uh, I, I had the teams right here actually, but I remember him. You know, prime time being on the Celtics, and this, you know, and uh, since he's been on this Hornets team too, he's been a contributor. You know, like Vaughn mentioned, averaging about twenty-two points per game, and I think you know they needed a uh, spark from that point guard position. Kyle Lowry is a, also just a dog in himself in terms of just you know he's going to get a bucket as much as he can. He's going to hustle in every which way, and he's going to be a fighter. But, you know, he just at the tail end of his career, you know, uh, at the end of the day, the Miami got to do what's best for the organization. So hopefully he him on that spectrum gets a chance maybe to get bought out and, you know, kind of go ahead, maybe help a team out, you know, be a veteran leader he is, and, you know, just keep pouring back into this league if he still wants to play, you know, unless he wants to give a young buck an opportunity and, you know, and just walk out and retire, you know, get a one-day contract in Toronto or something like that, cool or anything like that, or if you don't, he wants to keep trying to, you know, just like I said, feed back into the youth and, you know, prove that he's still got some game out here. So he's a veteran that won a championship that can help any team. So hopefully he can get that done and get that uh, that grace right there from Charlotte. But if not, we'll see what happens with him. But, uh, yeah, going back to this Terry Rozier piece, it's going to be good uh, to work see where you guys can't get – we need to get Jimmy Butler back in action, more in action. You know, I think he missed a couple games this year. Bam's obviously been an all-star level player playing on this Miami Heat team. And, yeah, I think as soon as, you know, he gets a little acclimated to their system and things of that nature, I think he's going to be able to play and fit great in this system. We all know Eric Spolstra, after he's getting his contract, one of the biggest contract in NBA history, that um, he sets you up for success, man. He sets you up for success. So I don't think, you know, he's going to try to pull the best out of Terry Rozier, and I think that's going to happen. It's a, this is a good, nice pickup for them. You know, they didn't go for the major pickup. You know, we all know they missed out on Dane, what they wanted to get. We all know a couple years ago they've, they've been striking out and afraid to see the guys they want to try to line up and get. So hopefully they this uh, Terry Rozier can help them, and, yeah, they can go a little farther. I still feel like they're still maybe like one or two pieces away. Let's see if they can make another piece add to this team so they can be like, uh, a deep four with Terry Rozier, Jimmy Butler, and Bama Abado. And then we know how, you know, Tim uh, Duncan Robinson has came back and played. You know, they still got Tyler Hero. So they got some microwave guys already on this team. So, and then you already, we didn't even mention, uh, you guys, are we all talking about Priestley, especially you guys, especially you guys, you guys got the Young Bucks. And uh, what's, uh, who was there? I'm forgetting his name right now. I just slipped on my mind. He played for UCLA last year. He's oh, their first-round player. Yeah, Jaime yeah, Hawkins. He's, yeah, he's right been now. doing good. And, man, he's been he, – he's hurt right now. But he, when he was playing, 
he was finding his role and his his niche in this league, and he's being just so young, so he's scratching the surface too. So he's gonna be addition. So they got a little good pieces. We all know, man. The Heat are gonna find. They're gonna be make it a little tough for anyone in the playoffs, as we've seen last year. Jimmy Butler can go on the Heat or so. Are the championship contenders? Yeah, just because of the way they play, but there's still a little couple pieces away to it. I think Pat Riley didn't know that. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, man. It's me and Tony talked about it last week when the Patriots made a huge trade. The tier one teams are the Celtics and the Bucks, and it's kind of everybody else. So where do the yeah. heat kind of – where do the heat now fall with Scary Terry added to this team? They're currently seventh in the West – or the East, excuse me. So what is what does Terry Rozier bring to this team? In his 30 games, he's averaged seven assists, 36% from three, and averaged 23 points. Kyle Lahr has played 37 games. He's averaged four assists, eight points, and 39% from three. Scary Terry leads the NBA in clutch three-pointers made the last five seasons, percentage-wise. He shoots 37.6, and at second, it's Stephen Curry at 34.6. Terry Rozier, like Gary mentioned, they now have four guys that can really go. Their bench is really kind of slimmed out, but these four guys can go. And, and you know, I don't know if you guys are way back in and the last one, the uh, Eastern or the NBA Finals, when Gary said that Bam Adebayo was better than Anthony Davis. So he's been cooking. If, if, if we can get that, I just you know, bring that up. <laughs> Terry I was going to bring that up. You, you should have. So I mean, Bam having a hell of a year, twenty points and eleven rebounds, and their big four all averages a steal per game. So. I don't know if this team can can contend, but where do they fall on the totem pole is going to be very interesting because the Pacers aren't healthy, so we really can't take what we've seen with Pascal because there's no Tyrese Halliburton. So once Tyrese Halliburton gets back in the mix, we'll see are the Bucks going to take off with their new head coach. So it, it's really interesting, but they, they have the best coach to do it with. They have they, they commit to the young guys like Gary Mitchell and Ivan Hopkins. So it's going to be really interesting to see where this team now goes after acquiring Terry Rozier. So, Gary, I'm going to swing it to you first. The Milwaukee Bucks fire Adrian Griffin and hire Doc Rivers. What are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, it's kind of been a chitter-chatter, like, beginning of the year, especially when uh, Terry Stotts, who, you know, was a longtime coach in Portland for Damon Little when he first started his career, and he stepped down due to, due to I guess, an altercation during practice or something like that. Well, uh, I didn't really get to read that. I just remember him talking about that. And then so, you know, in a way, from the surface level, it looks kind of shocking because, you know, everyone's pointing to the record and, you know, where they're doing, where they're at. And at the end of the day, uh, this is a, a superstar league and this is a uh, player's league. And, you know, you're, all your players got to believe into your message. And and you can have great players and still win, but if they're not believing who you are as a coach and things of that nature, 
and you lose the locker room, in a sense, you're going to be let go. And it's just that's that's a sad truth about you know sports and uh, especially the NBA. They're always going to rock with the players. And uh, in this situation, I'm not sure if the players didn't like them or whatever like that. But at the end of the day, they know Giannis knows how he won the one championships. Organization has proven they won a championship. They fired the championship head coach. It was a little bit sideways to me when that happened. But sometimes you need a new voice. And obviously, maybe the voice, leadership wise, he was good. And X and O's, he wasn't good. Or they maybe it was vice versa. I don't know what component, you know, exactly pinpointed to this decision for the Milwaukee Bucks. But I would say that, you know, hopefully, good luck, Tim. Hope he gets another opportunity because even though, you know, he wasn't good here, doesn't mean that, you know, all his years of work of him trying to work up the ladder, I'm assuming, and trying to get to his position should be down the drain now. Obviously, this is going to be a bad stain, you know, the circumstance that he was in. So hopefully, he gets another opportunity to prove himself. And yeah, at the end of the day, you, you're to know, like, the record's what it is. We obviously know someone's in fire because of record. So what else are you going to point to? The players are not liking them. Simple as that. So it's really, you know, it's pretty clear. Like, you only know one, you know, one's, Giannis doesn't have to come out and say it. No one has to come out and say it, really. Either the players didn't like them or management didn't like them because they're number two in the East and you get fired. And that doesn't happen when you're winning head coach. So obviously someone didn't like an organization and they made a move. And now the Doc Rivers aspects of things, of him being a, what was it? I think he said, like, uh, not a client, but like basically like a, like a pseudo helping them out, like a, like an administration role, whatever. I forgot the exact word they used of his role. Advisor. Advisor. There you go, Vaughn. Appreciate you, brother. Advisor re-role. And I don't know what he was advising them on or whatever. It's kind of weird because like advising you, and then you like you just took my job. So I don't know. It's kind of like I don't know what fishing stuff's going on. But at the end of the day, I've been liking the Bucks all year. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm going to rock with the Bucks. I feel like they got enough talent. I, I believe in Dame. I believe in Giannis. And I still feel like they're going to be making noise in the playoffs. And we all know I can go through – we can go the list, and you guys might go through the list. I'm not sure what your perspective on Doc Rivers is. That is a Vaughn's championship coach for the Celtics back in the day. But there's a litany of things that people have been going over his resume that are not on the positive side for him. So, you know, that can make a Milwaukee Bucks fan feel not that great. Or he can try to look at the positive side and look at the teams that he's had and the opportunities he keeps having. That means he's obviously doing something right if he keeps getting these opportunities. So uh, I think this is a way to see. And this is really going to be based on, man, it's going to be based on what move they make really at the end of the day to get better on defense. We all know that. Offensively, they'll take better, obviously, with Dame being inserted into this lineup. So I think let's just see how these guys cook. Because the pressure can be on whoever on the coaching staff you want to make it. At the end of the day, they're going to have to do it on the floor. And, yeah, coaching is a big part of that. And so they obviously feel like Doc Rivers was the guy to help him do this. So hopefully they can just get ready because this, this, this is not going to – this ain't going to be – this is his prime. Like you could tell Giannis wants it now, Dane wants it now. They don't got five, six years to just let this thing marinate. So let's see what they got going on. I think it's so before I swing to you, we have our man Sean in the comments saying, I can't wait for the Bucks to blow a 3-1 lead against the Heat. And then he said, he was correcting you guys, he was a consultant, not an advisor. So what are my thoughts on this trade? It's really similar to, I don't know if you guys really thought about this, but David Black in 2016 was fired a day before in, in 2016 on the, on the 22nd, and Griffin was uh, fired on the 23rd. I know the, simulate, the, the similarities aren't the same. You know, David Black was a longtime coach. Adrian Griffin is his first time around, but – the message was, we have a team that can win now, and this team needs a veteran head coach. So I don't, I, 
I really think Giannis is coming down that LeBron role. He wanted Griffin hired. He got hired. He wanted Dame. He got Dame. He wanted Griffin out. He got out. And I, I heard this today on first day. Giannis subbed himself back in in a game against the Celtics. So that just goes to show that Griffin absolutely lost the locker room. You can't – I know it's your star players and you have to bend the knee to them at some point, but they were playing really well. They had a 70% win percentage, 70% winning percentage. Like Gary said, second in the East at 30 and 13. So it's really interesting where to see why they did this right now, but I understand it because you look at the similarities. Um, I Way, way back in, I remember uh, I was watching Showtime and they did it with their coach. Um, I can't remember what the name was, but they fired his coach midseason, won a championship, and then David Black. So there's there's experience and there's, uh, examples of other of other coaches doing it. So it's I, I see what they're doing, but I don't know if this was the right move just because they're playing really well and it's really early into the year. But they gave Doc Rivers enough time to make the, the changes before the playoffs. They didn't want to wait till May or June and find out that Adrian Griffin wasn't the right guy. So you want to execute on this window. Dame and the old, the lighter, older ages of his career, Giannis just extended. So now they have Doc Rivers signed all the way to the 2027 season. So like Gary mentioned, we've seen the ups and downs of Doc Rivers' career. You've seen him blow a 3-1 lead. You've seen him have a multitude of Hall of Famers on his team and not be able to get it done besides, like Gary mentioned, the one time in Boston. So it's really interesting to see if this is kind of the flip in Doc Rivers' life. You know, if he's this is going to get him back to the mantle because before the Clippers, he was really held to a high standard. And then going through that, going through the bubble, A, B, C, and D, you really just saw the narrative around Doc Rivers really hit the shit. So I'm happy to see him get another chance. I don't know when he's going to be making his coaching debut because I know they had the interim coach in there for the, uh, yesterday and today. So it's, it's I'm happy to see him back in the NBA because he deserves it. He should have never been fired from the Clippers. It, it was just a bad situation, man. You can't get Kawhi and PG healthy. I honestly agree. I honestly will take this to the grave. If they would have put the rule in for players to not load manage, I think Doc Rivers is still in LA because Kawhi missed two games. When has that ever happened? So it was a short another stick for Doc Rivers, but I'm happy to see that he gets another chapter of his coaching career in Minnesota or Milwaukee. So, Tidy. What were your thoughts on Milwaukee Bucks firing AJ Griffin and secondly hiring Doc Rivers to replace him? Um, you know, there was always, as Gary kind of mentioned, you know, the whole Terry Stotts thing because that was Dame's coach for a long time in Portland. So, you know, him going from Portland to uh, Milwaukee would have been a more easier transition for him to kind of get into it with, you know, Terry Stotts, um, allegedly, um, according to reports, was kind of weird. And then, you know, just seeing the dynamic of, you know, Bobby Portis calling him out uh, during the play-in and um, just hearing multiple, multiple reports about him not really getting along with personnel, the players. Um, now, when you have a uh, finals MVP and a MVP caliber player and Damian Lillard and Giannis, you're going to win games just by just rolling the ball out and saying, all right, guys, let's, let's go, let's go make that happen. Um I think this was more on the side of them not really being a great defensive team. I think they're uh, one of the league worst in defensive rating um, from them being one of the, you know, first best teams a year ago. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to, you know, your star players and Giannis and Damian Lillard. Are they kind of vibing with what you're doing? Not really. And that's kind of why uh, Griffin, ended up getting the boot, despite his, you know, they were having a successful season. Um, 
Now, for them to go on and hire Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is kind of getting not the best rap. Um, his playoff, I was listening to Gil, um, Gil's Arena, and he was basically talking and saying, you know, all of the Hall of Famers that he's kind of had and coached um, when he had, you know, obviously KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, those three are the Hall of Famers in my, in my opinion. I think most people would agree with me. Um, and then you kind of just go down the list. You know, you had Chris Paul during the Lob City era. You had um, you had Dwight Howard when they went to the finals and uh, with the Orlando Magic. Um, you had James Harden, Joel Embiid. Um, and I think there's a stat saying that he's lost like 37 closeout games. So that's, you know, not good. And, you know, it's blown multiple 3-1 leads in the playoffs as Sean already alluded to in, in the comments section for our audio on the listeners. Um, I kind of just think they have to win it now. <laughs> You're hiring Doc Rivers, signed a $40 million deal. Um, you know, in the offseason, he was like, you know, I kind of like it just being retired, spending time with his grandson, as he has said on uh, a couple of podcasts, you know, liking the retired life. And then all of a sudden the opportunity gets thrown at you. Hey, why don't you come coach over here? All right. Given your resume. Now I feel like the Bucks are under even more pressure now because now it's like we traded for Dame. That was kind of the power move. Giannis signed the extension. Now you kind of have, you have Doc Rivers now as a coach who has, you know, not the best history in the playoffs. So now it's kind of, we need to win now. This is a clearly, clearly a win now type of team, given based on the assets that are that that replicate what they have traded for this summer. So, um, does Milwaukee go out and maybe make another move for the trade deadline? Not sure. Not not sure if they even have the assets to do such thing. But they need to start winning. They need to win. That this this is it's championship or bust, in my opinion is what this move means. Definitely. And I 100% agree. And like you mentioned, Doc is whatever, 38 straight uh, closeout losses. So the team has, you know, they went from the high to the high. And I I am also one person in this fan club to say that if Kevin Durant's foot's not on the line, I think that they blow up the butts a lot sooner. If his big toe wasn't on the line, I think they they fire uh, Budenhoser. Is that Mike Budenhoser? Yeah, that was a good yeah. I think they fired him a lot earlier. Um, because they, they, you saw the, the Bucks were kind of struggling, and now they, they come off the year where they lose the Heat in the first round. They get Damian Lillard. So, like Tony said, it's win now. You know, Giannis had already brought out there. He's not going to stay around and going to sit here and not do anything. So he did sign an extension, though. Oh, I mean, yeah, but yeah. shit. Kevin Durant had four years left. You know, that he signed the extension, but we, we've seen crazier shit. We've seen crazier shit, and Shout out to Waters World Crazy, Luca73. We were just That's talking cool. about that. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> X-World, Khalil. 73 points is absolutely fucking insane. So I feel like these next two topics are going to get very, very rowdy. So, Toddy, um, well, actually, let me announce it first. So the Eastern All-Star starters were announced. So, Todd, except excluding Toddy, Gary and I's guy, Tyrese Halliburton. All-Star starter, we have. Jason Tatum, 
we have Joel Embiid, we have Damian Lillard, and we have the Eastern All-Star Team captain in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Gary, what were your thoughts on the Eastern All-Star starters being announced? And take it however you like, man, whether you think there were snubs, if you agree with the list, whatever you want to say, we want to hear it. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it was a good list. I did think Stephen Curry was going to make it. Then this is, let me just preference this. This is the East, this is the East, this is the East, this is the East. Oh, yeah, the East, well, the East. The East, now, the East was, I think, was good as well. I think I was going to start by saying, really, I think, I really do think the East list was fine. Tyree should have, Halliburton should have made it. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing, obviously, because due to injury. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be back by then. Hopefully, obviously, hopefully he does because it's going to be in Indiana and you want the hometown kid to be in that. So hopefully he obviously uh, makes that. But I think that – I think Damian Lillard deserved to make – okay, oh, this is what I was going to preface by saying real quick. I'm going off of what they're what – the, what the calculation is. with that 50% voting and the coaches and then the media, right, or no, the players. So based off what they were going to say, uh, you got to give obviously – Dame Lillard is loved by the fans. So I know it was him between him and Jalen Brunson kind of in a sense. And at the end of the day, this is a fan thing. And obviously the numbers obviously don't lie and both teams are good. So you really can't really point which in that direction. So I'm, I'm happy with it, where it ended up landing in terms of the fans basically got who they wanted to be in this context. Maybe uh, I forgot who had more votes, Shea or Curry. So I think Curry probably had a little bit more votes than Shea, I'm assuming. So that's the only one when we get there to the West that was a little bit iffy off. Maybe they could flip-flop that. But Shea's having a great year too. So I know – my bad, Kev. I know you said uh, East and West, but I just went both real quick. Overall, I think the starter is overall fine. All right. So before I swing it a tie, because he's not going to like what I have to say, but uh-uh. Damian Lillard should not be an NBA starter, an all, uh, Eastern All-Star starter. I get it. He's never started. For a majority of his life, well, not majority, for every year besides this year, he was in the West. You're competing against a lot of guys in the West, so it's hard to really put yourself in there. But this was for his legacy. This was to say that, you know, he checked that list. He checked that box. Dave Miller was an all-star starter. When you have guys like Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, all putting up better numbers, what do you say for Donovan, for Damian Lillard being a starter? Now, if the Bucks were the number one seed, by far killing everybody, I get it. But they're not. So Damian Lillard really got in this for a legacy vote because when you look at the numbers, Dame's averaging 25 points, seven assists, shooting 43% from the field. Don Mitchell, 28 points, five rebounds, six assists, 46% from the field. Tyrese Maxey, 26 points, five rebounds, seven assists, 45% from three. And Jalen Brunson, 27 points, seven assists, 48% from the field goal. And all of those guys besides Tyrese Maxey are number one options. Now, if Ty, if Damian Lillard was the number one option on his team and he was just killing, I get it. But it really struggles with me because a couple weeks ago when we, when we brought out our prediction list, they were get Alex and Ty were getting all for not having Dame on there. But it's like when you look at the numbers, Dame really shouldn't be in there. Should he be an all-star? 1,000%. But a starter – I think we're taken away from the young guys of this generation, and I get it. It's a fan vote. You want to have all the old heads in before we kind of push that new wave in, but the new wave is here. Steph Curry is not a starter. If you're not going to start Steph Curry, we shouldn't feel bad for putting Dame on the bench. In my <laughs> That's, it's just crazy to me because if you're going to put up arguably one of the best point guards in the NBA history to come off the bench, 
hey, Danny, go ahead and cheer on for the young boys, in my opinion. But, you know, you might say I'm biased. I just team think there record. are a lot more deserving guys on there. We can look at the team record. I mean, the Bucks and the Six are two and four of separate. You think Matthew should have been a starter then? Maxi, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, I've been happy with anyone. But the fans, man, New York should have stood up for Maxi. Not Maxi, should have stood up for Brunson. But this is stuff that people look at when you hear all that speech. Now he's gonna say he was a one-time NBA All-Star starter. I'm not gonna lie, Jalen Brunson them stabbed themselves in the foot, though, Kev. You said what? Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks stabbed themselves in the foot, to be honest with you, because they be projecting him as not a number one guy. All their media, like, he's great and everything like that, but they still be trying to say he's not a number one guy. Like, they're talking about ESPN today with Stephen A., which obviously, but, you know, if you're not pushing the man himself in your own building, then, you know what I'm saying, the votes ain't going to add up right. He shouldn't have been voted in. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jalen Brunson in New York on the Knicks. Should like be, he shouldn't be voted in. Can you break down the breakdown for us one more time, Gary? How the, how the voting works? It goes 50% fans, right? And then it's going to 25% players and 25% uh, coach, uh, media or coaches for the uh, first starters. Okay. Media and coaches should have put Jalen Brunson in. I get the fan vote, Damon Lillard, Dame Time. I, I understand that. But the people that actually invest into the NBA. Players are never hating on them then. They have more respect for uh, Dame, I guess, than. Uh, I, that's why I get it. I respect the old head. And then you have the examples of. Excuse me, Dirk and Dwayne Wade making it, and they weren't even averaging double digits. And I get it; it's a legacy thing. But he can still be off the bench. He doesn't have to start. Yeah. But now, like you mentioned, Tyrese Halliburton's hurt, so one of those young guys can get that start. But it's gonna have an asterisk on it. And Tyrese, I, play. I just, I it just really grinds my gear. I really, I, I just didn't like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it a couple weeks ago when we did our predictions. He should be a starter or an all star. Yes, a starter. No, but. Toddy, I'm going to swing it to you next. What were your initial thoughts when you saw the Eastern All-Star Stars announced? Um, everything kind of made sense to me for the most part. Um, I Just going back to when um, a couple weeks ago when we did the basically All-Star like preview list. And for guards, I had Dame, Maxie, and Halliburton. Those were kind of the guys – that I had for like starters. Um, but now kind of looking at it hindsight, I'm looking at Jalen Brunson's another guy who's been um killing who's been on a tear. Um averaging north of 26 points a game and about six assists. Um he's Dame had a like the more kind of in the beginning of the year, he wasn't really, like, killing. Like, at that time when we did that list, Dame wasn't really a guy that was like, oh, he's going to be a starter. It was really Maxie, Don- or, um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, um, and Halliburton were the guys that were, like, kind of bursting onto the scene. And I said, I was like, it's going to get real political. It's going to – the politics are going to start to really come out because this is stats over politics. So we're going to see – Dame is probably going to end up getting over these young guys because he's Damian Lillard, his resume of what he's done in the league and the multiple all-stars is probably going to trump over what the young bulls are doing currently right now. And I wouldn't have Dame as a starter currently. Um, I would have probably kept Halliburton. I probably would have done a Halliburton Brunson look. I think Maxie is kind of, you know, 
wouldn't say cooled down, but he wasn't as hot as he was when he first burst onto the scene earlier into the year. So um, I probably would have done Halliburton, Brunson, and then, you know, obviously JT, Giannis, Embiid, and all those other guys. So um, I think, um, yeah, I think Dame's still an all-star, obviously, but I just think just the guards currently in the East right now are playing better than him currently. Um, And his numbers do say that. (laughs) but like we said um the politics are starting to kick in you know the fan vote i feel like is a, is a bit too much maybe it should they should shorten it to like 25 25 and then and then that's um, for the fans man but the, gonna have I say exact, say the same exact example we have they should do i feel like the players should give them the starter like the players or say why do no, why one the time they had more, the, why do the fans have more of a say than the players. The players that, yeah. in the, in the media, now the that, players messed up like one time. Some players be hating, but they even mentioned that on the Gill show. Vaughn, they were like, "Don't want the players do it either because the players be hating on it. They for sure be politicking, bro. That's you true. know for sure, yeah, be proud. So that's what I'm saying. You kind of gotta go a little high here. No one can have the full thing because if you give it to all the media, you already know that all the media is always wrong. So you know what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> I got, and this is for the fans, man. It's it's for the fans. You gotta have a little bit of a box office appeal. You know, you they don't want to see. There's a reason why if we they don't do the Jokic MVP, best player in the league right now, him and Yarns throw it up, but he got the chip. So you know what I'm saying? He's a crown. He holds a crown. He ain't he ain't being doing that. He ain't doing that much on All Star, y'all. He's chilling. Lucas probably gonna be chilling. The guys who are gonna be going crazy, who would Jaw was playing. We know that maybe Edwards when he he gonna probably try to go get it. You know what I'm saying, guys? Who have that type of style in their game? Who are box office? You know what I'm saying. Those are the guys that fans want to see. Those are the guys who actually make the event users who are really trying on the event too. So I know what y'all are saying. If you're just going by, I I think your guys' argument makes more sense and more be more caring. I think for the first when we go get to the end of the year and the all NBA teams, Kev. Then yeah, then for sure that's affecting money. That's affecting legacy more in the future. And you know what I'm saying? That's like basically naming the top 15 players in the league, not counting no popularity vote or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So this one, I do feel like it's a little bit popularity, a little bit how good you are. But when we get to the All-NBA, it should be known by no popularity about what type of player you are and how many buckets you begin, how you affect winning. 100%. So we're going to move on to the Western Conference starters. So, Toddy, I'm going to swing it to you first. For the Western all call the Western All Star starters, we have Shea Gilchrist Alexander, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic, and LeBron James as the captain. And it's crazy because LeBron James could have been the only player in NBA history to be an All Star every year in his career, but his rookie year he refused to be a reserve, like an injury reserve. Oh, so that's so he so he would have been in every year of his career, which is you refused it. Nuts. I don't even remember, remember that. Yeah, because the first year they he was a, he was a rookie, uh, all change. Like, yeah, bro, I'm good. As a rookie, I'd be like, shit, I'm just happy to be, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. But, so, Ty, what were your thoughts on the Western All Star starters being announced? Um. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sound. It's, it's about right. Um, my initial, I'm going to go back to when we did the, the All-Stars uh, starters. I had Steph, Luca. I had LeBron, I had KD, and I had Joker on there. And then the other guards were like Shea. I had Devin Booker, but Devin Booker got hurt. Um, Anthony Edwards I had on there. Um, but I think for the most part, this this list is right. Um, Steph is probably the glaring person that everybody's like, why is Steph on the list? No. I'm like, bro, they're 19 and 23. Um, now Steph is still averaging like 26, 27 a game. So he'll still get in because he's still one of the top. He's a top 10 player in this league, in my opinion. Um, this is their team sucks. So um, Warriors are having a down year. This could be per- perhaps the end of the dynasty. I'm not, I'm not sure about that, depending on what they do with the trail deadline. Um, but they need to do a lot. But um, for the most part, this, this list is right. You got uh, Luca and Shea both averaging north of 30 points a game. You've got LeBron James, arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. Kevin Durant, one of uh, the best scorers in this league ever, probably. And you got Nikola Jokic, who's a two-time MVP um, and will probably go down as one of the best bigs in, in, in NBA history. So I think the West is, yeah, it's them, <laughs> them young boys on there, Luca and Shea, man. Um, for the new like guards, it's as kind of Kevin was saying earlier, it's um it's special what those guys are doing this year. And um I mean Shea's they're the number one team in the in the, in the uh, West currently right now. So why not? And then Luca's averaging like thirty five a game. So it's like I either he's at seventy tonight. So I mean, how do you argue with that? You can't. You don't argue with it. So and then LeBron is, you know, LeBron's gonna He's been an all-star for 20 years of his career. Who can say they've been an all-star for 20 years? Oh, yeah, I remember back in my day when back in my day, <laughs> back in my day when we was I saw like a crazy uh like a video of LeBron who was at like a WWE event or something like that. And he was recording Stone Cold Steve Austin on his flip phone. That's how long LeBron has been an all-star. So, <laughs> it's, it's pretty so before I swear to Gary, it's crazy to think that Dame's more popular than Steph Curry. Steph Curry couldn't be all-star as an all-star. We yeah. voted as an all-star. Uh-huh. Politics, man. Some politics. There's no way in hell Dame is more popular than Steph Curry. I don't give a damn. What world we in? What world <laughs> Maybe world on the uh, West Coast, on the East Coast. Yeah. Hell no. Steph no, I mean, Curry I mean, is I mean, I I'm talking about the numbers, though. Like, you know, I, was, I didn't check the total. What is it? What's the numbers on the oh, total? I also wanted to point out before we get I, – I know I said this earlier in the podcast. I believe Devin Booker would have been on this – he would have been a starter if he wouldn't have gotten if he would have missed the amount of time. I'm I'm going to stand on that hill. As a what? You, you starter. Small four. Luca. Small four. He wouldn't have played the one or two. Starter. 
bro. bro there's no Taylor. way you could. You, there's no way you could sell me on oh, Joseph Alexander, the number one. He's on his team, the number one team in the West, and then Luka Doncic being Luka Doncic. There's no way you can explain Devin Booker to it be, be only one or two of them. I'm I'm saying he'd get in over Shea. That's just me. You can shoot me down. You can strike me. Whatever <laughs> you want to say. Tiny. Devin Armani book. You've been a fan before. Before the world was. I get it. Yeah. That's, that's politics. Okay. So Gary, I know you thought you you mentioned uh, all your Western Conference All Star starters in the last segment. Do you have anything else to say about those starters? Uh. I did see somewhere online. This wasn't my take. I was looking into it right now. I was thinking about it. Someone said Kawhi over LeBron. If there's no politics involved, and I was just like, uh, no I guess he's averaging LeBron. Starting. He's he's oh yeah, he exactly like. There's no way fan voting wise, he's not starting. Face the league wise, he's not starting. Coaches, who's gonna be more scared and more respect? So I was like, nah, LeBron obviously is gonna make easy. Number one go getter and all vote vote still. So that's basically locked in. I think was a captain again for like the six, seven times since they've been having captains. So it's cool that they're going back to east and west and throwing it back again. I did like to pick them though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know why they got rid of it, but I guess this one to switch things up. So uh no, you can't get wrong. I think this list is on the money pretty much. Like you mentioned earlier, Curry, maybe that's it. But other than that, um, yeah, I think the starters are pretty locked in, pretty good. Yeah, you mentioned Stephen Curry is not a starter. For the first time since 2014, healthy Steph Curry will not be a starter. Healthy. Granted, he just won an NBA All-Star MVP two years ago. So it's interesting to see. But I have no problem with this list. This was the exact list that I predicted. Um, Kevin Durant being on there kind of was an eh. You know, he's been in and out the lineup. They're not really playing too hot, but it's Kevin Durant, so I understand it. But Shane Gilded Alexander is showing that he deserves to be where he's at. He is single-handedly carrying this team, and I'm not going to get too much into it, but he might not be the only Thunder suiting up for the West. So, Gary, I'm going to swing it to you first. We'll start with the Eastern Conference. Give us your all-star reserve predictions. You're gonna start with me, man. You know, I'm just on top of the top of the dome. You always came from work, but I got a list in front of me that like a pool of lists, pool of players that I think they should make this seven. I think it's seven, right? Make it. We'll pick a seven, right? That's 12 start, 12 players. I think in total, so yes. seven more. So keep it with me. All right, I got Brunson locked in, right? I got uh Mitchell for keeping the Cavs going locked in. I got, and I don't think they just pick seven players, I don't think they pick by position. There's no position, sure. there's seven players. Okay, yeah, so. Then I got Maxi, obviously how they're great they've been doing. I got Jalen Brown making it, obviously for being number one seed. So that's two Bucks, two Celtics, and two Philadelphia 76ers. And then it got tricky, guys. Then it got tricky. All right. I got I uh they've been falling off a little bit towards the end here, but you know, since his hot start and him just putting up some great score, I'm gonna put uh Pa- uh, Pablo Banquero, Paulo, sorry, Paulo Banquero, Mr. Pablo Banquero, Paulo Banquero in there, and so I got two more spots left, and so I was really iffy on who I really wanted to put in. Is it Trey Young? Is it Randall? Miles Turner? Who else you want to put in? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Trey Young to get in there. I feel like he's having an yeah, outstanding season. And your numbers are insane. Box office. It's an all-star game, like I mentioned before. And so I feel like he's got to make it in there. And so 
Uh, I, obviously, we can't put Jimmy Butler in. He's not playing enough games, obviously. I was thinking maybe another New York Nick just because they're high up there. I don't feel like Porzingis. I don't think Celtics should get three. I Numbers think I'm going to get that. Exactly. Like that. So yeah. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that a second nod. I think to uh, Julius Randle. There you go. Yes, because Julius Randle. So basically, every you know every team from the top four got two except Cleveland, and you know they have injuries, so maybe they would have had two too. So. That that's my that's my seven right there. I got Brunson, Mitchell, Maxi, Brown, uh, Bancaro, and Randall. No, you know, excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so Let's I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna name my seven guys. Uh, Gary had a lot of the same guys I had: the Jalen Brunsons, the Donovan Mitchells, Julius Randall, Jalen Brown, Tyrese Maxi, Julius Randall. But instead of Paulo Bancaro, I have Scotty Barnes on here. Scotty Barnes has been balling. I get it. They're not winning. But if it comes down to him and Paulo, I think Paulo gets the nod because his team's playing better. But Scotty Barnes has shown, and it's obvious why them trading away all their guys, that he's the future. The coach said he'd be the face of the league. I don't agree with that. That was a hell of a hot take. But Scotty Barnes, I think, deserves a a spot in here. The Eastern front court players – uh, it's really weak because I wanted to put Porzingis in here, but the numbers just aren't there. Nice. But like Gary said, because they're the number one team, we've seen it with the Miami Heat. We've seen it with the Boston Celtics. I wouldn't be surprised if Porzingis gets in over both Scotty and Paulo, unfortunately. So I had Scotty with an asterisk because I believe Porzingis is going to get the nod because they're playing well. He's the third best player on that team, so he'll get the nod. But I think Scotty Barnes deserves a shot, man. He, he's he's really showing that he can carry a team. And maybe that now they finally turned it up. Now that they got IQ, they got RJ Barrett. This team is really built around Scotty Barnes, and he's showing that he can lead this team. So I think Scotty Barnes deserves a shot. So Ty, who are your NBA Eastern All Star reserves? Um, it was kind of tough because um, there's a lot of guards on here. Um, so this Eastern team, Eastern Conference team will most likely be a, a more smaller base team but outside of Giannis and Embiid. Um, so I had Jalen Brown on there. Uh, he's been, you know, hooping ever since, you know, he got that uh, $300 million contract. A lot of people were very skeptical on that. But that's kind of just what the going rate was and what the market is. And we'll start to see a bunch of those guys get these $300 million contracts. He he was just the first one that was pretty much eligible for that contract. So um, have Jalen Brown, um, got Donovan Mitchell on there. Donovan's been hooping, especially um, being kind of handicapped by not having Evan Mobley and not having Darius Garland available. So um, the way that he's been able to keep this team afloat um, pretty much by himself has been remarkable. And he's kind of been able to do that the entire season. So have uh I have a <clears throat> Donovan Mitchell on there, young Spider on there as well. Um, Got to have Jalen Brunson on there. He's been hooping the entire year. Um, you could argue he was a starter based off of his numbers alone. Um, but just the, his name versus the Damian Lillard name, you kind of – there's that's kind of what the politics kind of come down to. So um, Jalen Brunson is an obvious choice here. So have him on there. Have Trey Young on here as well. Um, I think Trey Young is one of the best point guards in the league. Um, I think he's better than um, a, a guard that's in the starting 
role. Um, Kevin is kind of looking at me a little funny there, but this is a guy in Trey Young who's been averaging 20 points and double-digit assists for like three straight years now. Um, so he's not new to this. He's true to this. Uh, I think Trey Young is one of these guys that gets a lot of flack or, or you know, and a, a bunch of people kind of, you know, show him off to the side, saying that he had that one magical year and he's never been done anything since then. So I think Trey Young is one of those, the best point guards in the league. So I have him there. Um, so I'm at four right now. Uh, Tyrus Maxey, I think just the year that he's had, what the Sixers have been able to do has been um, remarkable, just given, you know, since James Harden left and what he kind of was to that team. And Tyrus Maxey even said that him and James Harden still talking. He was a, a main reason for his confidence kind of to get boosted from when Harden was playing with them. And he was kind of always just telling them like, Hey, like this is going to be your team. Blah, 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 blah. Like you gotta, um, you gotta turn up basically. And I think that's exactly what he did. And he took the reins by storm and he's been averaging what, like 26 points a game, about 26 points a game um, alongside Joel Embiid, who looks like the MVP currently right now. So um, have Tyrese Maxey on this list. Um, Paulo Bancaro. I think he's, you got to put him on this list just based off of how well he's been playing this, this year and kind of the huge step that he's taken. Um, he was one of the guys that I said in the pregame show, um, the pre like pre season show that we did our first NBA podcast, basically um, he was one of the guys that I had taking um, a, a very significant leap. And I think that, um, the reason why the Magic are eighth currently in the Eastern Conference is because of Paulo Bancaro. And um, I always go back to what Pat Bev said about Franz Wagner and Paulo Bancaro. If you have two top, what was it, 100 players on your team, you got to make the playoffs. So um, I think they're currently in that in that stage right now, and I believe the Magic will make the playoffs. So got Paulo Bancaro in. Um, this kind of one was uh, a tough one because I kind of went back and forth with um, who I think should kind of be in on this list. There was Bam, there was uh, Porzingis, and then there was Julius Randle. Um, I think Julius Randle has been playing amazing um, this past this past year, and you know, based off of um, you know the trade and what he will probably be demanding this off season, um, I think he has a player option. Um, so he probably might opt out. And I think him having an all-star under his belt will kind of, you know, position himself to be able to be like, hey, look at my resume. This is what I did for you this year. This is kind of what I averaged. Um, so I think this is a really big spot for Julius Randle. So um, I definitely think that he should be an all-star this year. Um, it was very close to me because I, I was arguing um, Porzingis to get in um, because he's, he's having a, a terrific year. Um, but I just think his numbers aren't kind of where Julius Randle would be. Bam, I just think he's missed too many games, and it's kind of like he's playing catch-up a little bit. So, um, And then you had um, – who was the other guy after that? It was kind of like uh, – Miles Turner was another guy that I was kind of thinking about putting on his list, but I don't think his numbers matched Julius Randle um, to the magnitude of him being an all-star over him. So – have Julius Randle in there as well. So that is my seven guys I have in. It's kind of, it's actually, I think it's spot on to Gary's pretty much. I just gave 
I think I mean you're the same. I pretty much think, except you don't have Bam, right? No, I, I don't have Bam in there. So you basically put Randall and Young in there instead. And yeah. I was gonna say the coaches wise, I think Trey Young's gonna be cut. I'm not gonna lie. I think Bam's gonna make it in Randall and Bancaro. But my personal list is more towards Vaughn's. I got I still got Bam making it, and I got Young making it. And I got I got Randall cut. I'm not gonna lie, I got Randall cut, and it's not even nothing that Randall's not being a great player. And it sucks because we're gonna lie at this point, like we talked about the beginning of the show this week in the NBA with Vaughn, how much of the scoring and everything's going up, and how rosters are now. There's 15 guys, I think, on the roster now, 15, 16 guys on the roster now. So I'm gonna lie, I do kind of feel they should put 15, 15 on each side. I know maybe the historians and people who get cut before get mad. And probably probably if you have 15, you already know. Whoever the 16th guy, they're going to complain that he got snubbed. You know, it's going to be a never-ending thing probably. But I kind of do feel like we do got 15, uh, 15, 15 on each side and 30 All-Stars kind of. I'm not going to lie to you in some cases. So. Sucks that a couple one of these guys are going to be snubbed here because, you know, we didn't even mention Miles Turner, and he's having a great season, too, in his own right. And so, you know, but, hey, that's, that's how the game go. Someone got to get cut here. So we'll see who the coaches pick. I do they're going to – they always kind of lean more towards uh, standing, you know, than stats. As we know, there's uh, Shaq and Charles, and them always fight over every single time, every single year on this. Shaq's always going for numbers, and Kane and talking about winning. So it's always funny to get back to that conversation. And, yeah, the coaches always lean towards winning, guys, so we're going to see, man. That's why I find I feel bad for Trey Young. Like Vaughn mentioned, he kind of has a bad rap in that sense. So we'll see. Hopefully he does make it because his numbers do not lie. All right, so because I know there might be some 916 bias in this, oh, I'm gonna swear to you first, Hottie. Give us your Western Conference NBA All Star Reserve prediction. Um, D Book, I think he's in there. I don't know how he wouldn't be able to to not get in on this list just based off what he's been doing when healthy. Um, got to put Devin Booker in there. I think Kawhi Leonard is another guy. Um, based off of the Clipper success, him being healthy. Um. There's no reason why the Clippers wouldn't be where they are if Kawhi Leonard isn't doing what he's doing. And I'm going to stay uh, in in uh, L.A. there and have Paul George on that list. Paul George is another reason why I'm this Clippers. Just the tandem of those two together, um, I think, in the Western Conference is um, very scary when they are healthy. Um, just the way that those two kind of coexist with each other, those two wings – um, kind of going to a throwback when people are trying to get more guard oriented and having two um, star wings is kind of what, you know, the 90s was kind of built off of was wing players. Um, and yeah, so got Paul George in there as well at three. Um, Anthony Davis, I think, has definitely, you could have argued, you could have put him in at as a starter, but you know, obviously LeBron is is gonna get in. So um his numbers are 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 up there. Um I think Anthony Davis has been playing out of his mind. And um yeah, I think uh I think Anthony Davis should get in. Anthony Edwards, another guy I have uh it's my fifth guy. Um I think Ant has, you know, taken that huge leap that Minnesota has wanted them wanted him to um 
even despite having Carl Anthony Towns and a lot of people were, you know, saying that Cat should get traded and kind of just give the reins to um, Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, the whole Rudy Gobert-Cat tandem would be too stagnant. Um, but they figured out a way to make it work. And I feel like a huge reason is Anthony Edwards being on that team. So got Anthony Edwards in there. Um, Steph Curry. I feel like uh, Mr. Wardell, um, the greatest – Arguably the greatest point guard of all time should definitely get in. Now his team is not playing well. Um, his numbers are more down. He's having a down year. I mean, when your team's not really that good, you're not, and you're asked to kind of just go out there and do everything. It's, it's going to be tough. So um, I still think Steph should, should get in. Um this one was kind of hard. I kind of went back and forth on, you know, center guard. I think it'll be more guard oriented. Um, last guy I have on here is uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, De'Aaron's averaging more than Steph, more than Anthony Edwards um, at 27 points a game. Um, been kind of in and out of the lineup. Um, I don't know if, you know, maybe I think it kind of sucks that based off of how guard dominant the league is on how many guards there are in the East and in the West, there's only so many spots. So I feel like De'Aaron and Sabonis were kind of fighting each other for the same spot. Hell yeah. Um, so I feel like it's going to get real. That's kind of where I felt like it, if you had to choose uh, out of the two, it would have probably been De'Aaron Fox. So that would I would have Sabonis being left off of this list um, due to that fact of just how guard heavy the league is. So, got the Air Fox in. So, let me through your list one more time because I missed the first half. So, I had Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Steph Curry, Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. No sin goon. Okay. No sin yeah. Let's hear. It. Give us your NBA All Star Western Conference reserve. <laughs> Uh, this is a mixture of obviously me predicting what the list is going to be from the coaches and what I like myself. Oh man, it's just so hard because there's so many guys. I ain't like, but before I even start, real quick, like guys we haven't even really, like, got to even mention. I even seen people are not even mentioning uh, guys like in Pelicans in the seventh spot. I know they don't got no guy checked last night. I was curious. That too. Brandon Ingram don't even got like enough number, but his numbers are too low. Like, they should get representative. They're a seventh seed. They're playing great this year. <laughs> Zion or Brandon Ingram or McCullough don't have the numbers to reach that level. So it's kind of sad for them. They're not going to get representative. So I was kind of seeing that. We already mentioned Sagoon, but they're not, you know, he they're not they're in the 11th spot. But so Ty, we're not even don't even mention Kyrie, and he's been balling Damn. out too. They're in the eighth spot. Kyrie's been hurt though, so he's kind of been in yeah. and out. So he must he doesn't and have then, uh, the Utah's guy who uh marketing who was last year's guy who made it in there. And one more guy, like, I feel so disrespectful because he just he's but he showed us in the playoffs, and I don't know if he even had an all-star nod yet. And it's so fight. I know it's really disservice. And I wish he played enough games. And that's kind of reason why people are going to help him out this game. But Jamal Murray on the Denver Nuggets, the Mr. Clutchman himself, who you know was fortunate people all last year in the playoffs to en route to that championship with Jokic. You know, he ain't no one to sleep on either. So like Vaughn mentioned, there's so many guys that are going to get snubbed, and it's really sad. But it sucks let's start to my say De'Aaron and Sabonis might get snubbed. And I, yeah, and we all know. I'm just saying to prepare. There's no way they won't be snubbed. There's no way. No, 
We should get one of them at least. But it sucks that we can't get both because they both, you know, Sabonis is having one of his best years of his career, averaging a double-double again, triple-doubles every other night. And we all know Fox started averaging 30 this year. has been running hot. You know, had a little bit of slowdown in recent games. They dropped him 27. But overall, he's been, you know, head of our snake. And, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you all know. So, let's – uh. Ah man, I can't cut Curry. So it's like Curry's number one. You can't cut him, but it just just doesn't he doesn't really deserve it, bro. In a sense that it's his numbers, I feel like they're down compared to everybody else. And they're, they're down yeah, and look yeah. at their seed, Vaughn. It's like he really don't deserve it, but it's Stephen Curry. You can't yeah. cut Steph Curry, bro. So Steph Curry and Edwards, they're number two seed. And you know, again, when you mention Towns, I'm not even putting it on here, but Towns, you know, they, if anyone this he should get, you know, a Two from the top seed. So Towns, I didn't mention, but Curry Edwards. Um, I got uh Lillard, not Lillard, excuse me, Leonard. Uh Leonard and Paul George. I feel like they could have been one guy taken from this, but you know, they've both been playing great. So yeah. I'm gonna take Leonard and I'm gonna take Paul George. All right. Oh man, that's getting dicey now. All right, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's gonna be probably shocking to say, and I don't care, that's gonna be my bias. Uh, I'm gonna put Booker in there. Booker, like you're, you know, Booker deserves to be in, especially how they've been uh, sending it up right here towards the end. And then, yeah, straight up, I got Fox and Sabonis, bro. I'm sorry, AD. I love <laughs> the you, Anthony Davis. The, the bias. bias not, I already said the bias might be in me. I don't know. And I'm not gonna lie to you, the coaches might lean. Anthony Davis, obviously, he's playing like a top five player. He's playing like a great player. But yeah. the Lakers deserve two players in the ninth seat. That, that that's my thing there. Like uh, again, I'm not even politics. I just being real. Like obviously, I just feel like they deserve two players. Like who deserves two players? Us, the Sacramento Kings in the fifth seed, or the ninth seed Lakers? You know, what I'm saying that's if we can go by numbers. So bonus is doing as great and affecting. You know, and not maybe not points wise, but rebound wise, and just you know being the hub of our offense, the hub of our whole system we got going on in the Sacramento Kings. You know, so I got my two all-stars, the Kings making it straight up. And, yeah, we're going to have to cut. I already missed the whole list of people that we're going to be snubbing off. And don't not saying they're not great players, not saying they're not all-stars, not saying they don't deserve to make it. But based off, uh, based off, you know, what people want to see in the case, uh, Fox is a little bit more uh, entertaining than uh, AD, I would say. And, um, yeah, and I would say just based off the numbers and based off really their uh, winning and what coaches play, they always they always lean towards winning, like I mentioned already for the Eastern Conference Reserve. So, uh, yeah, I already mentioned who I'm cutting, who made it right there. Sabonis so is averaging twenty and twelve, really twenty and thirteen. Ad's averaging twenty five and twelve. Well, don't what's his assist? What his assist? Did you be like those Sabonis assists? I know his sister up there. Too. Maybe seven, is, eight. He's he's averaging uh, eight assists. Boom. All right, Kevin's NBA Western Conference All-Star Reserves. Like oh, you guys all mentioned, you got to throw Steph Curry in there, Anthony Edwards, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker. So, who gets the last spot? Is that six? You put Booker in there? Six. Yeah, he said that. I think the last spot goes to either Sabonis or Fox. I couldn't choose one. But one of them deserve it. If yeah, it was my opinion, I would lean more Fox. It's because he's really yeah. emerged as this is his team. He's the guy now. So I would love to see Fox in there. But this this it broke my heart to not put Alfred Sangoon on here. Because he's been fucking killing. Get it? He's in Houston. No one pays attention. No he's one the best player it. on that team. He's the best player on that team. 
Yeah. Literally. And he was that's me. That's coming from a JG fan. This is a JG, JG fan. JG went for 32 tonight, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. But I play the Hornets. I but... the Kings Not enough winning. I will be yeah. definitely disappointed if the Kings don't get a single All Star. We don't get one. No, we're going to get one, y'all. I bet, I bet, yeah, no, I bet my house. <laughs> we have to get one. I bet put, put the car up. Put the car up. Some I put the car up on something. <laughs> so we had to get one. We we're five with the fifth seed, and we got almost damn near thirty points. Is anybody score. hurt? No. Who? Everyone's pretty much like. You guys want to get like a like an injured in? Yeah. So we didn't even mention. Uh, we gotta mention James Harden in this conversation too. We didn't even mention him. Nah. Nah. Guys, right there. But they, he helped that team flip the switch. Now they were no, the game. Yeah. James yeah, Harden was awesome. the fourth option. Don't say yeah, okay. Don't be disrespectful. There's a lot of guys like I think the main guy Cat, Cats on there, Sabonis, um, Murray, Dejon, or not Dejounte, uh, Jamal Murray's Kyrie. on there. Kyrie. If Kyrie and wasn't in Ingram, Ingram is yeah. Health, health is kind of what's keeping those guys out. All right, this is the topic I have been looking forward to all day. We are going to give our top ten players. Under 25 years old. So, Toddy, I'm going to swing it to you first. Give us your top – give us your 5 through 10, all players under 25. So, Gary, I made sure I let Toddy know if they are 25, they cannot make this list. It has to be under 25. So, Toddy, I'm going to swing it to you first. Give us your 5 through 10. Mm. Oh, 5 through 10. There we go. We should do top 5, huh? Well, that's okay. a long list. So, so ten, 10 down is basically what he's saying. Um, this was kind of tough. Not even gonna lie, because I I thought we was gonna go the other you way. Do one through five. I'm not gonna lie because that's a long list. Ten people. Just just... There's a lot of people on this Ten. list. All right, so that's what I'm saying. We're gonna put... be snubbing talking about the snubs who not cracking the Chet, top five. Ten. Chet. Nine. Wimby. Um. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no, no. I'm about to say, yeah, Tony. Give me a second. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's pretty crazy. Let me give you a second. I have my list ready if you need me to go first. Yeah, throw me a list. I ain't gonna lie, guys. You definitely go first, Kevin. All right, so my <laughs> five through 10 at 10, I had Victor slash Chet. Whoever you think one of them deserved to be on this list, the both Victor of them slash Chet is crazy. It is a hard, but if I had to choose what I'm going with, uh, with Chet at 10, at nine, I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. At eight, I'm going Paulo Bancaro. Seven, I'm going Jaron Jackson Jr. Six, I'm going LaMelo Ball. And five, mm. I'm going Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Kevin mm-hmm. James. <laughs> so whoever would like to go next with their five through ten, feel free. Okay, you can go. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. This is off the top of the dome purely, bro. I'm just gonna be looking at standings and who I think is young. I don't got the age groups on me, guys. My bad. That's on me. But I would say uh, I'm really curious who your top who the top five is now for Kevin. I'm, I'm Kevin, you might as well tell the top five. So I have another full list here. All right, let me give you the full list. So I have Luke at one, I have Tyrese Halliburton at two, I have Anthony Edwards at three, and I got John Moran at four. Okay, and Ty and Ja. All right, all right. So, I think, yeah, Victor, Ja, J, uh, Zion. I'm, I'm trying to think who I would want to add to this list 
And I think that, uh, man, I don't who else is going to be on this list? Who are you going to take off? I'm trying to see. Murray under 25? Uh-uh. He's over 25. Fox, obviously, over 25. Books, over 25. Luca, Luca is, yeah, Luca's going to be number nice one. Mm, I ain't going to lie to you. Isn't, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Isn't Mr. Trey Young under 25? Trey Young's under 25. Trey Young got Trey Young got a bump off this list. Trey Young's like 25. I think he is 25. Right? Check how old he is, kid. If not, then I'm looking at the, your list. Yeah, right no, now, he is 25. He is 25. Yeah. Okay. Shit. I'm not gonna lie to you, kid. Your chat, your, your list looking pretty much on par, especially with the Victor slash Chet. It's looking like it's pretty on the money right now. Unless Vaughn can tell me what any you, you think anyone should be taking him off this list. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't know what one more age guy. Uh, how old is Mitchell? Mitchell's over 25, right? Yeah, he's over 25. And Jason Tatum's over 25 now. So, yes. yeah. So, it's all the young guys in the NBA. And uh, I think it's pretty you're on the money with it. Kid. But I did leave guys off there like Darius oh, Garland, Evan Mobley, Franz Wagner, Alfred Sandin, Jalen Williams, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Williams, Scott Barnes, Tyler Hero. I didn't no. say that. You did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you ain't mentioned no one, Kev. You on the money. Because the only <laughs> guy you mentioned right now are averaging 30 at least and can get an MVP maybe in their future. Maybe not Maxi right. just because the way he All plays. Right, but let's, let's hear let's hear you 1 through 10. I've concocted a list. You want me to go 1 through 10? Like 1 you or 1 through 10? Yeah, yeah. Because I already right, so one through 10. 1, I got Luca. 2, I have John Morant. 3, I have Anthony Edwards. 4, I have Paulo Bancaro. Five, I have LaMelo Ball. Six, I have Tyrese Halliburton. Seven, I have Wimby. Eight, I have Chet. Nine, I have Scotty. Ten, I have Kate Cunningham. You're taking LaMelo over Tyrese Halliburton? I think LaMelo's like, bro, LaMelo's like 21. Yeah. <laughs> LaMelo's like 21. What? Yeah. I think LaMelo, I think LaMelo, if like I had to choose who is like better trajectory, yeah, I'll probably, there. I feel no, like Jared LaMelo, Jackson Jr. either for you? Jared's. He's mid to me. He's mid to me. I would take all these. Jaron Jackson, I'm taking him out. Yeah, I wouldn't even like, and even guys I left off. <laughs> I left Zion off this list. I just think because Zion crazy. is. Now, who'd you put for Zion? It's not crazy when you're missing full seasons. Like when you're missing full seasons of just like you don't know if he's gonna play. Zion wouldn't be on here. Like I thought, Franz should definitely be on. I put Scotty on this list because I think Scotty could definitely. Yeah, be I don't know who you got. One of those guys. I even took Maxi off. Like I don't, I don't even have Maxi on this list because I yeah, think I all of these, that. I think all of these guys on this list are I would take over Tyrese Maxi. So, like, could you imagine a Matt? Like, let's just put this together. Like, imagine Luca with Embiid over Maxi, John Morant with Embiid with Embiid over Maxi, Paolo Mancaro with uh, with Joel Embiid, Lamelo Ball with. Embiid, okay. Tyrese Halliburton with Embiid, Wimby with okay. Embiid, Chet with Embiid, Scotty with Embiid, yeah. Kade with Embiid. Not Scotty. I think that's the one. I got the same exact list now. I one person I'm taking. I'm putting Maxi over Scotty, and I know Scotty got a better body. Scotty probably could do more. I just seen the. I just think maybe he's better overall three and D guy later. He's I better right now. Much. Better Maxie's right now better. is Maxi. Yeah, yeah. I can right see now. maybe yeah for sure right now. If we talk, I mean, this is right now in twenty when he maybe twenty eight, he might look better. Under yeah. twenty five, 
Maxie's cooking right now with Embiid. He's on a higher level than him. So yeah, I I, I got that little. I got Victor, Chet, Maxie, Paulo, uh, Ball, Zion, Luca, Ant, Tyrese, and Ja. I think those are my those are the top ten right there. Under twenty five, it's pretty crazy because these guys. This isn't this is top. This is under twenty five, and all like all guys I can't mention. Mention you guys can't mention is like. That's like five, six guys I mentioned that are like one year older than these guys, just one or two years older. Or exactly. It's so crazy. <laughs> exactly. So like, exactly. Even, even my so, only thing, like Lamelo, like I would damn near have Lamelo top three if he wasn't hurt. <laughs> if he wasn't hurt all the time, and he plays in Charlotte too. How so, can you explain having Lamelo or Tyrese Halliburton? Like, I'm going off. I'm going like I said. I'm going off of age group. I could. He's t- what he's doing right now, he's doing. D- Similar things to what Halliburton's doing, and, Ty- and mm-hmm. Tyrese is like two, three years older than him. Lamelo is twenty-one. Who's top five? Uh, who's not getting? Who's top five guaranteed right now for my, you guys? My top five. I have. I have Luca, Ja, Ant, Paolo, and Lamelo. Wait, you got Luca, Ja, Lamelo, and Tyrese are eight months apart. Are they? Yes. Lamelo's twenty-one. Lamelo's twenty two, Tyrese is twenty three. They were in the same draft class. I thought he was twenty one. Yeah, I got Luca and Tyrese Jaw and Ball. Yeah, I got well, Jaw. Uh, we we forgetting Jaw. Yeah, are you forgetting Jaw? Jaw not top five all of a sudden. He was MVP last year, damn near. Like in the discussion. Okay, you on mute. Jaw was at five for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you putting what's his name high up? Uh, Paulo after half a season. <laughs> uh, he's been balling out, but yeah. it's half a season. He's been magical. Yeah. Jaws right, come back. Johnny, before we move on to the hotline, I have some uh comments that I need you to explain to me. So Marcella says, Kev, we coming. <laughs> talking about the Niners, obviously. Um oh, he's a Niner fan? Ew. Yeah. Go Lions. Born and race. So um, Lions, baby, it's, my it's, pick them. Y'all seeing it? It's very um. No, it's a lot of slander that's gonna be put to rest. I think when Purdy advances to the Super Bowl in the second year. Or so, we'll Gary, see. what are your what are your plans for Sunday night? Because uh, when the Lions hold up that trophy, we going live, and I'm inviting every Niner fan I know because <laughs> I need to hear everything. I might not say nothing. I'm gonna just sit back with a drink in my hand and just and hear the excuses. Because last year it's we didn't have a quarterback. Now it's going to be interesting what the excuses are because Skin Boy only makes an appearance on the big screen for scraping his leg. So it's going to be interesting. And <laughs> I got to lie, real quick, let's clear something. I, I picked Detroit and I picked obviously Chiefs, both away teams. And Sean said in our chat, real quick, to let y'all know, he thinks I'm just picking because I, oh, I don't want to make my picks right. No, I actually do. I'm actually not picking this pick because of the Niners. I'm actually really picking because I really do think Detroit's going to come in to win. I'm not going to lie. I do feel like you guys back end is compromised real quick. And you got a lot of offensive weapons to make that be insufferable. So that's really why I'm – and I think Devo's going to be missing. That's really why I'm picking him. Ain't no He's playing. He's playing. He's playing. He's playing. It came out there. He's playing. Ah, damn it. All right. <laughs> Me neither, Uncle Manny, because it's coming. So make sure you play your schedule. Uh, I'm still going with Detroit now. Now a little trophy. bit more politics. We will not be going live on Sunday now. because the Niners will win. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. That Instagram live post. Yeah. All I know is I'm about to be the biggest troll of Kevin if y'all lose. <laughs> oh, what, bro? 
And for those for those of you guys watching, Sean will not be here on Monday, so you can't say he was scapegoated. He didn't want to be here to face the music. Trust me, he'll face it because I'm group FaceTime. That's our politics group chat. I need to hear an instant reaction. We're gonna we're gonna go through Toddy's live tweets because you know Toddy be tweeting oh, during yeah. the game. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be a good game, but. Episode 78 of Stats Over Politics. This is Kevin Dent, Gary Singh, and Jay Baltadi. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have one more we have one more uh segment to go, excuse me. And it's time to make some money. We have Bonnie's hotline. So Todd, let us know the line's money line. It better be on there. I'm cutting the string. Um definitely do not have lines money line on here. Um so we're gonna roll with um so the first game I wanted to take money line so bad, but you the insurance for gambling is usually taking the dog of the spread versus taking the money line. So in the first game, I'm taking the Chiefs plus four. Um, so they can lose by a field goal and you still might be able to uh to win. I'm not saying Gary convinced me. I'm saying Patrick Mahomes kind because of, Gary's kind of been screaming from the heavens since the beginning of the season. Baby Go, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes, is going to get back to the Super Bowl. And I was like, there's no way they get back, right? And, you know, he proceeds to just win in the playoffs and go on the road, never been on on the road in the playoffs ever in his career. And they beat, you know, Josh Allen in Buffalo. So um, I get the better team here is Baltimore. So Baltimore could still win this game. Um, I think the Chiefs win – Outright, however, it could get very sticky in the playoffs. Stranger things have happened. Patrick Mahomes, this is not his first rodeo. This is his sixth AFC, <laughs> sixth AFC title game, and this is Lamar's first. So um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the Chiefs plus four here. Um, say they cover the spread. It's gonna be that'll probably be the game of the day, in my opinion. Um, Usually they have the AFC game for like last, but um, I guess they switch off every year. So um, that's the first game. Taking the Chiefs plus four. Second game. Nine Toddy, I, I, excuse me. We have breaking news in the comments. Flight boys. Detroit Lions money line. Oh, God. Lions. Pretty it's all bag of baby shit. <laughs> Who is this? Lions money line. I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. I told you. My boy trying to take flight on you, my man. I'm like, damn, I didn't even get the chance to get to this game. But we're going with uh, – I'm taking the Lions, the Niners minus seven here. Now, the Lions have had a magical run this entire playoffs. You know, you know, uh, yeah, touchdown. Um, I think the weather had a, a huge deal to do with what was kind of going on with Purdy, why it kind of played like shit for three quarters, and then pretty much the last drive, he – came and delivered. So I think we'll see a lot of that. I think Debo Samuel, um, given his role and what he is to this team, um, we'll see him in this game. As Gary was mentioning, oh, shit, Debo Samuel's playing. So you know what that means. We're going to see a lot of Debo. Um, Jared Goff against the 49ers usually isn't too successful. I think the pass rush, even though that the pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers has kind of been non-existent, um, in the past few weeks, and that's including the playoffs. I think we'll see um, guys like Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, and um, Chase Young get home against Jared Goff. The thing that kind of scares me is Amon Ross St. Brown. 
all pro Amon Ross St. Brown. He's the guy that the, the X factor in this game. I think if he's able to get seven, eight catches, it's going to be for like 150. And I'd like to limit that as much as possible. Um, Jameer Gibbs, we'll see a heavy dose of him. Uh, shout out to Kevin for commenting in the comments, even being live on the show. Um, but I think the Niners kind of pull away here. Uh, it, the, the forecast doesn't look like it's going to be raining at all. It should be clear skies, so shouldn't be a factor. The weather shouldn't be a factor here. So um, I think Purdy is going to look uh, – he's going to look a whole lot different than he did last week. And I think the, I think the offense is going to be humming, and it will be that dominant offense that you've pretty much seen the entire year. Um, I would look for Purdy's over two in yards because I feel like he's going to be slinging and dealing everywhere. Um, getting guys like Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, and Debo Samuel involved in the pass game. So um, taking the line, uh, not the lines, the Niners minus seven here. Um, so we're going to move on on down the line. Kind of going, we're going to, we, we, those were like the two games I was really, really keen on. Um, we are going to, wow, this is going to be, this is going to be a tough one. Um. Wow, some some good games here over the weekend. College basketball, you know we love our college basketball. We're gonna scroll on down. <sighs> uh, no, I don't want to do that. I was thinking about taking you guys, Kev. You guys being Duke, don't want to do that. You Give me. Give me um, – that's a lot of points. I'm going to take Florida State plus seven against my Tar Heels. I think Florida State has been playing out of its mind. They've been, they've been pretty good in the ACC. I think they're one of the sleeper teams to – I wouldn't say win the division, but to look out for when the ACC tournament comes along. Um, I think it'll be a very, very tall task. For my Tar Heels, even though they have been playing out of their ass <laughs> these past couple of weeks. And I haven't been gambling on them for a reason, but um, I think seven points is a lot on the road against um, against uh, Florida State. Very tough Florida State team. Very athletic Florida State team. Um, so we're going to take Florida State plus seven there. Um, I'm going to take Miami minus four against Pittsburgh. I think Miami's um, usually a better team at home than they are on the road. Um, both of their guards, I feel like when they get hot, they can shoot the lights out pretty much. And I think Pittsburgh has been a little bit shaky usually when they go on the road. So um, I like, yeah, I, I like I like Miami minus four at home. That's another uh, morning 11, 11 a.m. game. So we're going to go. On over to the association for tomorrow. Um, looking at the slate, some good good old games MVP on here. Um, yeah, there's the MVP matchup. I don't know if I want to bet that game though. Tough, 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 tough. It's a rematch. Give me the Sixers plus four and a half. Fuck it. I think that'll be a, a pretty close game. Um, Denver probably wins, but I don't know if they cover the spread necessarily. Uh, we saw Jokic and Embiid go out, I think it was last week, week and a half ago. 
Um, so, um, yeah, give me a Sixers plus four and a half. I would imagine Maxi and um, Embiid suit up for that game. I think they're coming off of a loss, too. So um, they should come out swinging in this game as well. So um, I like, yeah, give me the give me the uh, Sixers plus four and a half. Um, I am seeing the Celtics minus seven at home seems like a lot. I don't know. Seems kind of tough. Celtics are very good at home. Very, very good at home. Give me the over at 234 and a half. Celtics Clippers. I think everybody plays in that game. Um, Celtics are very tough team at home, but I don't I don't not see the Clippers scoring in bunches. Um, Paul George, Kawhi, James Harden. Um, we even saw a 20 piece from Westbrook tonight. So um I like I like that over. 234 and a half. So that's basically like you'll see like a 115, 120-ish range in that. So um so kind of the overview of what weekend slate we're looking at. So we have the San Francisco 49ers minus seven um over the Detroit Lions. We have the Kansas City Chiefs at plus four. Um we have the Miami Hurricanes minus four at home against the Pittsburgh Panthers. We have um, the Florida State Seminoles plus seven um, against my Tar Heels. I think my Tar Heels win, but I'm not sure if they can win by seven on the road against Florida State. I think Florida State's a really underrated team. Um, and then to cap it off, we have uh, these are tomorrow's games. We have the 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Denver. I'm taking them plus four and a half on the road. Another dog there. And then we're taking the over in, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take, I'll, I'll lay it with the set with the Celtics. Give me the Celtics minus seven. I'm going to, I'm going to revise that. Might come to bite me in the ass, but um, give me the Celtics minus seven at home against the Clippers because the Celtics are a wagon at home. So that is the hotline. All right, Gary. What would you have to say? Nothing. Everything sounds pretty much on point except that first one, you know, the Detroit one. That's the only one that sounds a little iffy. Gary has the, wanna, has the lines, by the way. I don't know if we want to uh, advise our listeners to follow that hotline pick, but everything else, you know, sounds pretty much on the money to me, man. You know, right, let's, see, let's, see, let's see the pick. Right. This is episode seven. Uh, Javon Toddy and Gary Singh. This will be an interesting weekend. We're looking forward to it. And like Not I said, it won't be that interesting. If the Lions win, excuse me, when the Lions win, clear your schedules. We will have a prompt to live inviting all Niner fans from it San Francisco matter, to man. the East Coast Niner fans to they're the Portland Niner ball. fans, wherever they're at. And you know what? They might see this game, but they ain't going to win it all. So the all-49er bash episode is coming sooner rather than later. One thing real quick. Okay, make sure y'all watch the Super Bowl this weekend. It's the Ravens versus the Chiefs. Tune in. The Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kyle, you for the people before they hear you boo-hooing on Monday? Uh, 
I really like Brock Purdy's over for yards, so oh, take that. All right, y'all. We're going to be slaying him. If anyone thinks Purdy's going to bring the 49 pounds out, it's crazy. <laughs> Who like is I that? said, episode 78 of Santor Politics, please continue to show love on social media. Sean's <laughs> hot take has been booming on all, all social, so please go and give a repost. Give a like. We really do greatly appreciate it. We are 78 episodes in, and it would not be possible without you guys. So I speak for all four of us. We greatly appreciate every listener, every subscriber, every person who shows love. We couldn't be here without you guys. So without further ado, this is closing out for episode 78. We will see you guys Monday at 7 p.m. our new time moving forward, whether it's Monday or Friday. All episodes will be at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So this is Kevin Dent, Jay Montani, and Gary signing off. See you guys on Monday.